1: everybody to a brand new segment uh that is a part of the geek buddies now going forward geek bites uh wait how do we want to do this i'm I'm gonna edit all this so how do we want to do this do you want to say welcome everybody or
2: why don't you welcome everybody to a brand new segment and you'll do the geek but instead of doing big buddies okay the geek bites yeah sounds good hey and then an a yeah sounds good
1: Welcome, everybody, to a brand-new segment here from the Geek Buddies called The Geek Bites. Huh? Hey. Hey. This is a quick segment pitched by uh, Mr. Michael Vogel here where we break down one particular topic for between 10 and 20 minutes. And, uh, Michael, take it away.
2: Yeah, so look, we've been talking a lot about Ahsoka. We've talked about the lead into Ahsoka. We've been doing our spoiler reviews. But um, especially at the end of this past week's episode 4, Fallen Jedi, a lot of people asking questions about the world between worlds, what the hell it is, where is Ahsoka, how is Anakin there. And even though we did touch on it in a few other videos, it's such a weird topic that we sort of didn't do a deep dive. So we thought we were going to give you guys... Everything you need to know about the world between worlds before we get into Ahsoka episode five next week, so that this is your Cliff's Notes super geeky version. Everything you need, all in one spot. Are you two ready for our very first Geek Bites? Because I'm about to dive in and get nerdy. Let's go, let's do it. All right, so first thing you need to know is in Clone Wars the animated series, there is an arc called the Mortis Arc. This is where Dave Filoni started to get weird. Uh, oh, Sokatano, Anakin Skywalker, and Obi-Wan Kenobi come to this weird planet that is basically populated by three personifications of the force there is the father who represents the balance of the force the sister who is the good side of the force and the brother who is the bad side of the force the father takes Anakin aside and says I think you're the chosen one I want to retire I want you to watch my two kids Anakin is like I can't do that I got a lot to do a bunch of shit goes down and ultimately the brother who is the personification of the dark side kills the sister who is the personification of the light side. And Anakin uses the force to channel uh, the sister's energy into Ahsoka, who had been taken over by the dark side to heal her. And Ahsoka now is tied to the good side of the Force. So a bunch of weird stuff happens here, but the two things that you need to know moving forward is that Ahsoka, in addition to being a badass Jedi and Anakin's Padawan, now has this uber connection to the Force and has this Force owl named Morai who travels around with her everywhere. So when you see Ahsoka's first appearance in Mandalorian Season 2, when you see Ahsoka at the end of Clone Wars, most times when you see Ahsoka, in animation or in uh live action there's this owl that's somewhere hidden away following her so that's important so does that so far are we good you guys with me on the mortis arc absolutely yes anything else to add to that little bit there got it got it all right good let's keep going so Ahsoka, tied to the Force, has an owl. Meanwhile, when we get to Star Wars Rebels, um, we start to learn about other animals that have this connection to the Force. Most importantly, and we've talked about this a lot and you've seen them already, are the Purgle, the giant space whales that can travel through hyperspace using some version of the Force. Uh, now this is super important. Uh, obviously, we've seen them appearing in Ahsoka and even in Morgan Elsbeth's map, that uh, she's using to travel to Thrawn, there is a giant circle that has a bunch of hieroglyphics of Pergil circling around it. So that's key to remember. Because also in Rebels, Ezra, when he's on his home planet of Lothal, which is the planet that we meet Sabine in at the beginning of Ahsoka, uh, he has this connection to these big wolves called Lothwolves that also take our heroes and travel through some version of hyperspace to travel to the other side of the planet. So we have these wolves that can also travel sort of using the same method the Pergil do. So hyperspace, the force, all of it is kind of tied together. It's getting weird. You guys still with me? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so that's important because at the end of Rebels is the first time that we see this world between worlds that we saw at the end of Ahsoka Episode 4. And the way it happens is the Rebels come to a Jedi Temple where the Empire is excavating it. They're really, really into this temple. The Emperor really wants to have control of it. And on the front of the temple, there is a giant mural of the brother, the sister, and the father from Clone Wars, representing the dark side, the light side, and the balance of the Force. Now, Ezra and Sabine see this mural, and Ezra uses the Force to move the mural around, much in the same way that Sabine does with the map that she gets at the beginning of Ahsoka. And he ends up opening a giant circle that is a bunch of Lothwolves hieroglyphics in a giant circle, almost exactly the same as the giant circle of whales, uh, on Elspeth, on Morgan Elsbeth's map. And he uses that to enter this place that has become known as the World Between Worlds. Now, this is sort of like a giant uh, rest stop for all places of the Star Wars universe. The past, the present, the future, it all connects right here. Uh, and when you walk into it, um, you oftentimes, when Ezra walks in, he hears... Obi-Wan Kenobi, he hears Yoda, he hears Luke, he hears Kylo Ren, like he hears everything and he's taking it all in. And as he walks through this world between worlds, he comes upon Ahsoka, who he last saw at the end of season two when she was fighting Darth Vader. And he pulls her into the world between worlds, uh, helping her escape from Vader and the two of them explore this place. Ultimately, Ahsoka, Ezra leaves, Ahsoka sees Morai, her owl, who is hanging out in this world between worlds and she goes back to where she was originally after vader was gone and she survives. so they've sort of just touched on this place they explored it they don't know a ton about it but they know that it's super important uh and it's a kind of connective point point for the force and that's really all we see of it like that's kind of the last we saw of this place until we get to ahsoka um so far you guys good any questions any thoughts did i miss anything here you know, just a uh, real quick, t- uh, it's basically a place
1: that, that is a, a out of space and time. Anything can happen, right. as you said. And Ezra pulls ahsoka out uh, from that battle, saving her, but essentially implying that ahsoka would have uh, survived that battle anyway. So it, it seems like from what we got from Clone Wars in that or some rebels in that episode is that whatever happens is supposed to happen. You can't necessarily change the past or the present because of what you do in those portals. And if you do change things, there are ramifications and consequences as we saw with this battle to try to save Canaan.
2: I am very glad that you brought that up because Mm -hmm. that is one of the things that people are getting a little bit confused about. That when I say that this is a kind of way station where all points of the galaxy converge, all of time and space converge, it doesn't turn into, like, time travel multiverse portals. Right. Dave Filoni actually spoke about this a few years ago. And this does not all of a sudden mean that we're going to get the ultimate mashup where Luke Skywalker, Anakin in his prime, Cal Kestis, Rey, and everybody are going to team up to fight somebody. That's not how this place works. This is more of a metaphysical place where people who are really connected to the Force— can take a little time out and they can see the past. They can see the future. They can see what's going to happen. And in certain cases, like Ahsoka fighting with Vader, uh, she can be pulled out of that situation. But when she returns, she's not jumping into portals and hopping forward in time or jumping back to the prequels to change the past. Like She goes back to where she was and continues on. And Filoni was really clear. It's not the The World Between Worlds is not a place that is about time travel. It's just where everything meets. It at all points occur here. It's like um it's like looking at a big bookshelf of every Star Wars novel ever written. You can't actually go into the novels, but you can read and see everything. The place is more about knowledge um and so this is a place where you know things and like once you know about the future you might be able to go back into your present and that might lead you to make different choices but we're not like all of a sudden time hopping and breaking star wars canon because that would be absolutely insane <laughs> so the uh so like One of the things that uh, people are conjecturing about right now as they talk about this world between worlds is, like, how did Ahsoka get there? Like, we saw her fall off a cliff, and then we see her wake up, and she's all of a sudden in this world between worlds. But we didn't see somebody pull her in the way that Ezra did, so we're not quite clear on what happened. But a lot of people are saying it seems like, you know, there are certain planets that are stronger in the Force than others in the same way that there are certain people – that when they are born are stronger in the Force. So Lothal, uh, the planet that Ezra came from on Rebels that we see at the beginning of the Ahsoka series, where this Jedi temple was, seems to be a place that's strong in the Force. Setos, where we have spent the last couple episodes of Ahsoka, where we have this giant stonehenge-like altar that Morgan Elsbeth is using for her star map, and the Pergil are flying around. Seems like a place that it is strong in the Force. There are other planets like Dathomir, where the Night Sisters, uh, of which Morgan Elsbeth is one, came from, and where Darth Maul came from, yeah. that is also potentially strong in the Force. And that these planets. Might be some of the places that are more connected to this world between worlds, this place where you can kind of step into and take in the vastness of the galaxy. And that that's why the Night Sisters know about it. Um, that's why you had to go to Lothal for this place and why they had to go to Cetos for here. And because some of these animals, like the Lothwolves wolves, and the Pergil are tied to the Force, they're also tied to these planets. So you have Lothwolves on Lothal, you have Pergil on Sitos, and that they also are able to navigate both space and time. So space is represented by hyperspace. You can go a long distance very quickly, or the World Between Worlds is the time version of that. You can go back and forward and look at things that happened way before you or look at things that are going to be happening way after you. Hmm. So... That is the most concise version that I can give you of this very, very strange, complicated place that even Dave Filoni says he doesn't want to explain too much because he wants all of us to have our interpretation. But now that Ahsoka is literally standing there in live action, it's probably something we want to know more about. So what do you guys think about, let me ask you two questions. What do you guys think about the world between worlds as a general concept? Love it, hate it, confusing, not confusing. And what how much of it do you think they are going to dive into in these upcoming episodes of Ahsoka? Sure. So so it seems like for those who, who didn't watch Rebels, hmm. watching
0: Ahsoka wake up, it's like, oh, so this is Jedi Heaven. Like that seemed to be and also with the Ooh. inclusion of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. That's sort of the that's sort of the implication. Now because we have all watched rebels and we are aware of the world, uh, world between worlds. I I certainly don't understand it as well as Vogel does. Um, but it's sort of like, okay, so somehow she was pulled back into the world between worlds. What is Anakin Skywalker doing there? Right. Because, you know, we all saw him perish at the end of return of the Jedi and see, and saw him return as a force ghost. Does the world between worlds, um, is that a haven for those that have passed on? Could we see Yoda there? Could we see Obi-Wan there? It's left me with more questions and knowing how Filoni has approached Ahsoka for those that didn't know rebel season five, I would assume or rebel season four, um, that we are going to get some explanation of where Ahsoka is while not giving everything because he does want to sort of, stoke those creative fires in the audience so i'm left with more questions yeah. than answers um but
1: very intrigued yeah this is one of those concepts that less is more right the less you have the mystery keep the mystery around it To because to me like if you look at the mortis thing and i think you, it was great of you to bring that up mike because it's good to make that connection is anakin possibly now finally becoming the father in the mortis trilogy now that he has died is he the father is he in this world between worlds, doing what the father would have done, which is to keep the balance in the force. Remember, it is Kenobi who yells at him on Mustafar. You were supposed to be the chosen one. It is said that you were supposed to bring balance to the force. So, in a way, the prediction does come true, but in a different way. So, if they explain the to stuff, it could be interesting. And remember, Ahsoka was yanked into the world between worlds. She didn't discover it; Ezra did, as you pointed out, Michael. So here is Ezra. Uh, here is Ahsoka yet again falling into the world between worlds. So will Anakin be the one that actually explains and gives a good idea of what it is at least generally but I think there's a lot of things that are interesting about Star Wars with the world that are connected to the world between worlds look at the dark side cave in empire strikes back and you're having to on Dagobah and you have to confront versions of yourself I think that's connection to the world between worlds as well and I want to bring up a couple of quotes real quick Henry Gilroy, Michael, who uh, Shannon, who we know. I know that
2: old (laughs) so-and-so.
1: You know, his comment back in 2018, I thought was really cool. He says, I always got the sense that if somebody else had gone into that world between worlds, they would have experienced something completely different. They would have heard different voices echoing the portals, would have been different. So it's all about what you bring into it and what your experiences are and what your connections are. And in the Sith here, Darth Sidious says... This mist of the Sith, City said, "This mystical realm connects all of time and space, creating conduit between the living and the dead. Those who control this plane would possess mastery over all of existence. But gaining access has proved an unexpected challenge. So clearly, this is something that is known by for, to the higher level of people who are connected to the dark side of the light side of the Force, and it can be manip- manipulated. And I like Henry's approach that you bring into it. Um, uh, it, it kind of moves around you." And so it does exist as a creation, but when you go into it, it adapts to who you are and challenges you and tests you and teaches you something if you're willing to learn. So what is Ahsoka going to learn here in the world between worlds? I'm so curious to find out.
2: And I do think, I mean, kind of to Shannon's point, like, do I think that you need to know everything I just told you for Ahsoka? No. No. Mm -hmm. I think they are going, I don't think they're getting into the Mortis arc and the brother and the sister and the father. But I think knowing all of that is the context of how we got to where we are. I think what is most important for this is it's the same as Obi-Wan Kenobi's ghost showing up to Luke. It's the same as these things. Like we didn't need to know why one, why the ghost was showing up and all these things. Like what is important is that Anakin is here, whether this is a, past version of Anakin that gets to show up and say hello to Ahsoka or this is Anakin's force ghost this place in the world between worlds is a place where all of these things happen you could even say if you were going to get super weird that Luke seeing Obi-Wan Kenobi's ghost even though he saw him in Dagobah Mm. that was sort of a version of the world between worlds it was a way that the Jedi from the past were able to talk to the Jedi from the present and that we are just seeing sort of the nuts and bolts of it in this place but in the original trilogy we saw the after effect of it which is jedi can talk to other jedi from previous or maybe potential future time periods and so this is kind of what we're seeing right now and i think all that really matters for this arc is that this is a chance for ahsoka to talk to her jedi master who she walked away from who she is feeling a great deal of guilt about because she knows he became Darth Vader. And that this place of time and space that's tied to space whales and giant wolves uh, is a cosmic way station for Force shit.
1: Yeah, and it seems like the light side people have access to it, and the dark side are trying to get access to it. Because remember in that Rebels episode, it is Palpatine who's trying to trick Ezra to give him access to the world between worlds. And as I just read what Darth Sidious said, it's clear that the dark side does not have as easy access to the world between worlds as the light side does because it understands as a construct that it can be taken over and, and used for negative uh, purposes by the dark side. So I think that's an element of this to explore as well. Is because well, what does Anakin represent? Is he being Palpatine in essence and trying to trick uh, Ahsoka to help him take control of the world between worlds, or is he there to teach Ahsoka a lesson? Or is it there to guide Ahsoka? A lot of questions for sure. Well, and
2: to your point, a lot yeah. of people think that what Balin Skull really wants when he tells Shin Hati that oh. what they're after is power <sighs> is that he's after access to this world between worlds. Yeah. He wants that. Not Again, not that he's going to start time hopping because you can't do that shit without breaking the universe. Right. But having all of that knowledge, having access to all of that information yeah. might be what he's really after. So, you know, this world between worlds might just be a really cool visual place in Ahsoka for Anakin and Ahsoka to have a meetup or it might play more prominently into the plot of Balin Skull, Shin Hati, Morgan Elsbeth. So uh, like all Star Wars things, I think it's best enjoyed in a very casual take it for what it is way. But if you want to go deep, that's what the Geek Bites are for.
0: (laughs) Shannon, final words? Uh, Yeah, it seems like when Balin told uh, Sabine we have a common goal, maybe that common goal is Ezra. Oh,
1: to have access. Oh, wow. I hadn't thought of that either. That is great. That is great. Uh, Well, hopefully we've given you all the information that you need and maybe filled in some uh, or answered some of the questions that you might have or filled in some of the gaps in your knowledge here of the world between worlds as we get ready for episode five of Ahsoka. And hopefully you enjoyed this first episode of Geek Bites. Shannon, what do we have to tell them? Yeah, if you'd like to follow us on social media
0: on Twitter, it's at geek underscore buddies on Instagram at the underscore geek underscore buddies. If you'd like to follow me on social media on Twitter, it's at Shannon underscore McClung on Instagram at Shannon the Geek Buddy. If you would like to follow Mr. Vogel, it is at MKTune. If you would like to follow Mr. Roca, it is at the Roca Says.
2: Mikey absolutely hit that like button below subscribe to johnny's outlaw nation page check out all the amazing content he's got if you're listening to the podcast leave us some stars leave us some comments and the best thing that you can do is retweet this geek bite send it to your friends post it on your socials tell everybody to hang out with us and if you have other things in any geek universe that you want to talk about as a geek bite let us know and uh, as we continue to do this we'll continue to give you little geek bites of knowledge so that you can impress all your friends with everything you know about all the things there you go Uh, Take care of
1: yourselves. Be well. We'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of The
2: Geek Bites. (gasps) Hey!